got a black eye. How you guys doing, man? Happy to be back last week. I couldn't get it in. I couldn't get an episode in. Uh, I was very busy. This week, I'm recapping Rafael Dos Anjos against Kevin Lee and Antonio Carlos Jr. against Ian Heinich. Heinich. And uh, touch up on some current news. Amita is going to be a short one. We do have UFC fights, but not this weekend, following weekend. And uh, let's see what happened with Bellator. Bellator MMA. What's going on? Anything going on this weekend for Bellator? Nope. It's June 14th. Machida versus Sonnen. So we got a quiet week. Not, you know, not crazy big shows or big fights. But uh, this past weekend, nonetheless, we had Kevin Lee versus Rafael Dos Anjos. Uh, and what is this? World MMA Factory episode number 63, I think. Yeah. We have Rafael Dos Anjos versus Kevin Lee, RDA. Uh, you know, RDA still got it, man. Still a killer. Kevin Lee is, is, uh, so much talent, but he's one of those in-betweeners. Uh, you know, at 155 is too much of a wake-up for him. At 170, the guys might be a little tall for him. Too tall. He might be a little short. So, you know, he, he's openly fighting for that 165 division. Who knows if it will happen, but it should happen. It's, it's much needed. So, you know, Kevin Lee's having a little, a little bit of a rough time lately. Uh... Like I said, you know, when he cuts to 155, he loses a lot of power, gets tired. Uh, and then when, when he's fighting at 170, he seems to be a little smaller than the guys. Maybe not as powerful, but he also gets tired. I don't know what's up with, with, uh, with, with Kevin. I don't know if it's something to do with his training or, or what it is, but uh, he seems to get tired lately kind of fast. Maybe, uh, you know, he kind of put it on in the beginning of that fight, kind of like went at it a little bit too hard. Maybe that's why he got tired. Maybe he's not, you know, maybe he needs to switch his workouts out or, or, I don't know, maybe he's doing too much power stuff. Maybe he needs to do some, you know, higher reps, whatever he's doing, or just get that muscle conditioning in because lately it's been like, you know, he's been getting tired and tired and he's just sad because he's such a crazy talent. He's got so much skill and so much talent that um, it's sad to see him get tired because, you know, when he's not tired and he goes, he could go at it, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Uh, I don't know, you know, if they don't have a 165 division, Maybe Kevin Lee should go to 155. I know it was a bad weight cut. He didn't feel as strong. Does that? But he's had more success down there, you know. And and he could be a top five guy at 155. I don't see him being a top five guy at 170. At 155, he's beat Barboza. He's you know he's there. He could be one of the look at this mosquito looking trying trying to get me. Uh, he's there. He's been with uh with these guys. Sorry guys. A little bit of an adjustment with this Mexican thing, Mexican blanket I got behind me. Uh, so he might be better alone than 155 if there is no 165 for him, because 170 I think the guys are a little too big. And uh, you know Kevin Lee's had success in 155, beat Barboza, beat a bunch of dudes. So you know we'll see. The RDA still got it, man. Much respect to him. He's he's a fighter, a true fighter. You know uh, Michael Bisping talks about him. You know these, he used to train with Michael Bisping and and. Uh, Perillo, their coach, would say, you know, that, that RDA is, is, you know, every once in a while you get a guy that comes in and, and you know, there's guys that want to fight and that fight and they do it, but there's guys that are true fighters at heart and RDA is a true fighter. And, I mean, look, he, he's always in the picture. So, Kevin Lee, though, man, I hope they make that 165 division for his sake and a lot of other guys or go down back to 155 because I think 170, 155 Kevin Lee could be a top 
five, top six, top seven dude. No problem, in my opinion. But <clears throat> 170, I don't think so, man. I think he's going to have more trouble because RDA beat him. What's he going to do against Usman, against Covington, against these other dudes, these bigger dudes? So, but congratulations to RDA and... And Kevin Lee is sick, man. This kid could be, this guy could be a kid, kid, whatever. I don't know. He might be younger than me. Could be a champ 100%. I just, something's up with the conditioning. Could be the weight. At 155, cuts too much. At 170, he's too heavy. I don't know. He, he trains in Vegas. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know if he's partying. I don't want to talk out of, out of turn, but maybe he's partying. Maybe. I don't know what it is, but his conditioning doesn't seem to hold up. So, but my, my opinion is he should go back to 155. Because uh, he did better there, and he has a better chance of, of being a top five dude there. For the coin main event, Antonio Carlos Jr. against Ian Heinick. And, uh, you know, he and Ian Heinick won a decision. This guy, Ian Heinick's on the rise. He's a, he's a killer. He could talk well, you know. We probably would have seen him a lot earlier, but he's here. Let's see how old he is. He's probably 30. Uh, how old is he? Uh, no, they don't tell you on this, this site. They don't tell you anything. So, um, he's a little older, but, you know, he did jail time. He, he used to, uh, I guess, be a drug dealer, got caught up, went to jail, came out, and, uh, you know, he's back at it. He's a beast, man, good wrestler, keeps going, keeps fighting, can take it, and um, he's a force to be reckoned with in that middleweight division. I, I can see they're already trying to build him up, gave him a co-main event on this one against, against a guy like Antonio Carlos Jr. He's been around for a minute, and he's good, too, so congratulations, Ian. Megan Anderson loses to Felicia Spencer in round one submission. Remember when we all thought Megan Anderson was going to be the new shit and she was going to be Cyborg? Uh, that ain't happening. And then, uh, oof, wow. This is funny. So Vincent Luque was supposed to fight uh, Neil Magny, but Neil Magny got caught up in some stuff. Uh, tank the supplement, but he's not cheating or anything. It's just some sort of mistake and something he's taking. He's definitely not a cheater. So Derek Krantz steps in. And now Derek Krantz is a guy that was uh, looking for a fight. And Dana White saw him. He did good. He knocked the dude out. He was very aggressive. Dana loved his attitude. Didn't care about his record too much. He was like 24 and 10 or something like that. And a little bit older, but uh, Dana loved his attitude. And look, gave him a chance. Put him in against Vincent Luque, the assassin. And uh, against a top dude, you know, in, in, the, in the main card of a fight night on ESPN. And Darren Krantz lost in round one, KOTKO. But, uh, you know, it was awesome to see this. I, I, I had no idea because I I knew Darren Krantz was fighting Vincent Luque, but I didn't know who he was. Then I watched this. I stumbled upon this episode of of looking for a fight with Dana White, Matt Sarah, and, and uh, Dean Thomas. And one of the guys on there was Darren Krantz that got a contract. So it's, it's funny. That is him. Guys, a good attitude and aggressive, but apparently aggressive, too aggressive because it's okay. Knocked him out. Charles Oliveira against Nick Lentz. Charles Oliveira looked phenomenal. Uh, Charles Oliveira was always going to be up there, man, with with the top guys. He's still young. He's been around for a while, and in fight years, he's older, but uh, he's still young, and he's like twenty nine. He can still make a run for that lightweight title. He's he's definitely certainly can do it, you know. Uh, then we got David Ramos against Austin Hubbard. This was an excellent fight. Austin Hubbard made his debut against a powerful Davi Ramos. And Davi Ramos won the decision. I like this fight. To me, it was exciting. They were back and forth. They went at it. It's that You felt, man. Some of the punches that Davi Ramos threw, you felt them. You heard them. It was a good fight. 
prelims. Aspen Lado beats beats Soraya Eubanks. That's probably what's her name, Eubanks' sister. Desmond Green beats uh, Desmond Green from uh, Hard Knocks, I think. Beats Charles Jordan via decision. Danny Roberts loses to Mikel Pereira. Mikel Mitchell Pereira. Wow, this guy is exciting. He does some crazy stuff, man. The way he beat uh, Danny Roberts with the, with the crazy knee in round one was phenomenal. But this guy is is so 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 exciting. I, I'm a big 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 fan of this dude. Del Milodor. Del Milodor. You know, I guess that's what they call him. Del Milodor. Del Milodor. Michael Pereira Del Milodor. Let's see how old he is. Curious to know how old he is. He's 22, 9-0. So, he, you know, he doesn't have the craziest record. He's kind of got the record like Krantz. So, he's got, he got a chance. Uh, 22-9-0, 2-inch fight streak, 6 win by submission. His age is 25. Wow. You know, looks a lot older. Looks a lot old. Looks like he's 35. Fight years. What are you going to do? He's fought like 30 times. But uh, he looked good, man. He's exciting. I loved him. He finished the fight with a flying knee against a, a crafty guy like Danny Roberts, you know. So it was it was good, man. It was an exciting fight to see. Then we got Ma Ma Michael Trezano against Grant Dawson. Grant Dawson wins in round two via submission. Patrick Cummins loses to Ed Herman. Round one, KO, TKO. Ed Herman still in the game doing the damn thing. Then we got Zach Cummings beats Trevin Giles via submission in round three. Zach Cummings still in the damn thing too. And uh, Julian Arosa lost to Julio Arch against with a KO TKO. And uh, that was this for that uh, that was it for this card, guys. Uh, wasn't the the you know most exciting, but it was still exciting enough. I loved it. For me, every card is exciting. I'll take it all. And uh, it was good, man. It was good. Uh, like I was saying, Lee. I don't know. I don't know what's uh, what he's gonna do. It's it's uh, it's tough. I don't think Dana White is creating that one sixty five. Lee is openly talking about it and wanting it and saying that he needs to be in that division. A lot of other guys do too. I don't know if Dana White's gonna do it. I don't see why not. One sixty five should be one fifty five, one sixty five, one seventy five, one eighty five. Then jump up to 205 because the one between 185 and 205, that's fine with the 15 pounds because those two divisions are they need to be stacked up anyway. So we don't want to put anything in between that. So go 185, 205, and then you know the heavyweight. But I think from 150, from 145 to 155, 165, 175, that needs to be changed. You know, I mean, also a fan of the way boxing does it, but then it gets confusing. Boxing does like those three, three pound differences and everything, but it's gonna help a lot of guys, man. I hope they do it. And I think in the future they will, but right now Dana's holding strong, so we'll see. But that one sixty five division is it would will be very very good for for Lee. So you know, guys, we don't have any fights this weekend, but in June first, I'm not gonna make any predictions, but we got a six sick card, man. We got Alexander Gustafsson against Anthony Smith, number four against number two. Alexander's number two. Then we got number seven, a light heavyweight Volkan Ozdemir against number nine, Elir Latifi. Then we got number eleven, light heavyweight bout <clears throat> between Alex, uh, Jimmy Manuel and Alexander Rakic. And then we got Makawan Amarkani against Chris Fishgold. Makaran Amarkani is exciting, man. He does crazy stuff. 
Then we got Damid Hajovic against Christos Kiagos. Then we got Daniel Taymor against Sungbig Joe. And in the prelims, Tanya Evager against Lena Landsberg. That'll be exciting. Stevie Ray against Leonardo Santos. Another exciting. Frank Camacho against Nick Hine. That will be good. Wow, man. David Clark against Darko Stosic. Light heavyweight. I don't know who this Darko guy is, but he looks like a killer Croatian probably or, or Serbian. 13-1-0. Fighting Adam. Where is he fighting Adam? Tell us about Darko. Come on. I guess we got to click on Darko to find out about Darko. I don't know if he's Bosnia, Serbia, or Croatia. He's got a good record. I wonder if he's making his debut in the UFC or UFC fight. Now. I don't know. He, he This is his second fight. He won in UFC fight night. He looks like a beast. Where's he from? 2018 Octagon debut. Age 26. Active. Beast. Brolic. In shape. Where is he fighting out of? Well, they won't. They won't tell you the country, which is which is uh sad. You know, you should know. You should know what country and team he's fighting out of. But uh, somewhere from the Balkans, I'll tell you that. I'll be fun, man. This is gonna be a good card. I'm excited about this. Uh, that that main event, Gustafson versus Smith, will be good. You know, I'm not giving my predictions right now, but off the top of the head, I will I will give it to Gustafson. I will give it to Aaliyah Latifi. I will give it to Jimmy Manoa. I will give it to Maquana Makani. Yep, those are the guys I will give it to. I would give. I would think would win. Off the top of my head, but this might change, man. I probably will as the as the weeks go on and we get closer next weekend. I pay a little bit of attention to what kind of training they're doing, what's going on. It might change, but you know, that's it for this week, guys. Not a lot of fights. Not even Bellator's got anything going on this weekend. We got, uh, you know, Bellator's got June 14, Machino versus Sonnen. Was asking to be sick. Let's see who's on that card. Sonnen's Machino, obviously, main event. Oh, man. Neiman Grace against Rory McDonald for the Welterweight World Grand Prix semifinals. And in the finals is Lima. You guys know that crazy KO he did to uh, Venom Page. Uh, and then, you know, Dylan Dennis is coming back. Aaron Pico is fighting against against a Adams Boricks. This is going to be a good card. I'm excited about it. Uh, yeah, Bellator. UFC June 1st, Bellator June 14th. Let's go champ. And then uh, also... In one championship, Sage Norka made his debut against Cosmo Alexander, the, the Muay Thai star, Muay Thai kickboxing star, Cosmo Alexander. This was Cosmo's second fight in MMA. First one he lost years ago and then didn't fight in MMA for a while. Killed it in Muay Thai kickboxing. <coughs> and then made his uh, second MMA appearance. Uh... Second MMA appearance against Sage Norcutt. And, um, you know, the fight could have been, he got him. Knocked him cold. The sickest overhand. Matter of fact, I've been doing nothing but practicing my jab overhand now. Because <laughs> Cosmo Alexander got me so pumped up. I mean, he KO'd. It was such a hard overhand. KO broke. I don't know what he did, but Sage had to go get eight hours surgery. Broke his face. And, you know... It's one of those things, 
one of those fights and, and, and punches where you makes you look and you look at some of the other dudes that talk about they could do this. Like, really? Do you think you could do this? Do you really think you want to be a fighter? Look at this. This could happen. You could get hit like this. And your whole world changes, you know. You heal up. It's a common thing with us fighters. I've had teeth knocked out, black eyes. I've, you know, cuts, shit, everything you could think of. Been through wars, and and uh, and it's normal to us getting your face broken, getting stitches, getting this, getting that. But like, imagine you like a regular guy. You want to fight. You want to start a fight. Does that somebody hit you like that? Breaks your face. I mean, the Sage Nokan knockout was one of those examples of like why you should avoid fighting at all costs. Unless you know what you're doing. And then even if you know what you're doing, try to avoid it. Because that can happen to you. Sage Norcutt is a seasoned fighter. He knows what he's doing. And Cosmo KO'd him. Knocked him the F out. It was nuts. It was a crazy overhand. Much respect to Cosmo. Congratulations. Uh, oh, yeah. A lot of Lobo. Malionaji drama. Malinaji. Malinaji. Paulie Malinaji. A lot of drama with that, with the press conference, man. They're, they're raising headlines with that bare knuckle boxing. Uh, hopefully, I get to fight the bare knuckle boxing sometime soon. But uh, bare knuckle boxing is making a scene, man. They're making headlines, doing the damn thing. I, I support it. I love it. Paul Manaji and, and, and Adam Lobov are fighting, and uh, you know everybody's, you know, because Lobov doesn't have the best record. He's, he 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 was in the best fight in the UFC. He was definitely entertaining and. But, you know, he's lost a bunch, and he's not, like, you know, the the, the top of the line. And Malinaji was was an excellent boxer, you know, amongst among, um, one of the better ones at his time. And uh, was very good in, in, in that in that field. And everybody's saying, you know, what's, what's love of doing? He's going to get massacred. Quite the contrary. I don't think it, he is. I think Paulie Malinaji is going to break his hands. I don't think Paulie's going to be able to punch and do the things he wants to do like he does in boxing with the boxing gloves on, and bare-knuckle boxing. I think, and I'm pretty sure, Adam Lobov's game plan will be chin down, hands up, let him hit you on the forehead, let him break his, because Paulie has problems with his hands anyway. I, I, I'm 100% sure Paulie's going Paulie's gonna to hurt his hands and not be able to do what he thinks he's going to do. I think Lobov knocks him the hell out. It's, it's, it's boxing, yes, I agree 100%. It's boxing, and, 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 but it's different boxing. You don't have those boxing gloves on. You can't throw the way you want to throw. You can't do the things you want to do. And and with a hard head like the Russian Hammer, he might break some of those knuckles. I think Russian Hammer could take it better probably than Paulie too. Actually, yeah, I 100% believe Russian Hammer could take it better. I think Russian Hammer beats him, honestly. I think KOs him or, or, or beats the crap out of him just in a brawl. You know, because I don't think Paulie's boxing skills are going to help him out that much just because of that bare knuckle thing. I think he's going he's gonna to hurt his hands. But uh, that was exciting, man. Them, them two going back and forth, it, it was it was crazy. And uh, both exciting. They're making it exciting. Paulie's making it exciting. Uh, what's his name? Uh, is making it exciting. Paulie's looking on porn with the gear. A lot of people making fun of his fedora hat. I love it. I thought he looked great. So it's good stuff, man. Juan Adams. Versus Greg Hardy, targeted for UFC on ESPN4 in San Antonio. Who's Juan Adams? I don't even know who Juan Adams is. Juan Adams is Greg Hardy. You know, they're, they're, they're hooking Greg Hardy up. I don't know who Juan Adams is, but they're, they're looking out. They're looking out a little bit, I think. Miss Fist, thank you, like 2019 plus a smash with a kickboxing action. All right, Khabib, Connor, we'll see. Who knows? Wow, PFL 13 weigh-in results. Alexander, 
Bazera hospitalized. Mrs. Mrs. Weight by nine pounds. Man, I'm telling you, this 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 weight cutting is dangerous. It is dangerous. Uh, I weighed on 155 on Wednesday morning, coming down nine pounds over the weight. Shit. These weight cuts are crazy. They're killing people. They're crushing people. They they're really really crushing people, man. And uh, it's I don't know. I don't know what to say. Sorry for the boss. There's no what to say. These weight cuts are so scary and dangerous. I probably shaved. I had a weight cut for one of my fights that was twenty seven pounds in like three weeks. Oh no, thirty seven pounds in three weeks. Cut a lot of pounds. Well over thirty. I had to make the 155. I weighed on 154. I was walking around at almost 200, you know, when I signed the fight. And uh, it was crazy. It was crazy. I think I lost years out of my life for, for making that weight. And uh, it's, 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 uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fan of it. And I think UFC needs to figure some things out, man. I really do. It's, it's, uh, it's uh, UFC, all of MMA, because it's weight cuts. People don't understand how much damage it's doing. And then you go in there and you fight dehydrated, and you think about the brain damage. Oof. Josh Copeland has received two years probation after pleading guilty to a pair of assault charges stemming from a domestic violence incident that occurred this past February. MMA fighting confirmed that Josh Adams, country district attorney, public information officer, Sue Lindsay. I'm getting my, my, my news from MMAfighting.com, published by SB Nation. Copa 36 was originally arrested in Adams County, Colorado on February 2nd, following reports that he was involved in a physical altercation with his wife that left her with a bruise on her left eye. Oof. Well, motherfuckers, man. I don't know what happened, so I don't want to speculate and get into it, but don't put your hands on a woman. Don't do it. That's something you're going to have to live with for the rest of your life. Morning report, Justin Gaethje wants Conor McGregor next. I would definitely love to fuck him up, Justin Gaethje says. I would love to see that fight. I hope that makes that happen. That's the best fight for Conor. Best fight for that would be sick and exciting. Uh, Justin's going to sit there and throw. He's going to sit there and throw. He's going to try and make it a brawl. And I wonder I wonder what, uh, if, if Conor's going to be able to catch him and, and drop him, which of course he can. You know, he's Conor. But I'm excited about that. Leon Edwards, Robbie Lawler, and Rafael Dos Anjos bouts can bridge the gap to title. Okay. The tax piece of shit MMA community explains why he wants to put Artem Lobov. So, Pauli Minanaji, a tax piece of shit MMA community, and explains why he wants to put Artem Lobov in a fucking coma. Let's see what it says. Lobov's and mixed martial arts community have really disrespected my sport in a lot of ways. Boxing saying that we fight with pads on and it's not a real fighting sport and whatnot, but have all the deaths, Minanaji told. We have more of the deaths by a long shot. We have more of the permanent damage by a long shot. This is not to diminish, to the, not to diminish the danger of of mixed up. Ugh, poorly. I don't care how many 360 roundhouse kicks you can do. At the end of the day, you can just tap and it's over. In boxing, if you sit on your stool, you'll never let live it down the rest of your career. I mean, it's the same thing. This guy's a moron. Sorry, Paulie, but that was a dumb, dumb thing to say. Moronic, you know, and your and your and his 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 argument is that more people die in boxing, so boxing is more dangerous. What are you talking about? Uh, yeah, it's more dangerous head trauma. There's that more people do die in boxing. That is true, but like, don't brag about that. Don't don't put that up as as your means 
of winning of 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 winning you know means of defending your argument that's uh that's uh stupid and then we talk about you know and in mma you could tap out but in boxing you can if you if you don't get up off your stool you will you can't live that for the rest of your life well you know it's the same thing if you tap out same thing you know what i mean people know if dudes tap out just to get out you could tell you know for the most part so i don't know that was pretty dumb and it was pretty dumb to bring up uh uh deaths and and that that Boxing's more dangerous because more people die. It's it's a tougher sport. That's a dumb argument. Junior Santos versus Francis Nagano moved from UFC 239 to UFC Minneapolis main event. Nice. I'm excited to see that. A lot of good stuff going on, man. I love it. Uh, like I said, this week slow. Following week we got UFC. Then we got Bellator, and the ball keeps rolling. Thank you guys for listening. I love you all. This has been World MMA Factory Podcast, episode number sixty-three. If I'm wrong, it's number sixty-four, but probably sixty-three. Thank you for listening. This is Dino Sunny. As I always say, we are all God's children, equal under one roof. Do not allow politics or media to deter you from how God wants us to treat each other with love, with kindness. My own personal quote that I say all the time I live by. Kindness. I, I say it all the time I live by it, but I almost forgot it. Kindness is beauty at its finest. Kindness is beauty at its finest. I love you. Peace.